Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mission Success Women in Multifamily, a monthly podcast series inspired by talented, successful women in the multifamily industry. Misconceptions about gender-specific jobs are gradually diminishing, with an increasing number of women choosing a career in construction. Melissa Tompkins, project manager with James McHugh Construction Company, is one of them. Most recently, she was the project manager on a Chicago project, where she worked alongside several other female specialists. I've invited Melissa to discuss the changes she's seeing in the construction industry. Welcome, Melissa. Well, thank you, Laura, for having me. So what's it like to be a woman in the construction industry in 2021? Well, I think to answer this question, I kind of need to focus on how the industry was uh, when I first started back in in 97 and how things have kind of progressed up to this point. You know, just reflecting back, I I see that the respect level um, has definitely changed. Uh, For example, uh, after I graduated from Purdue University, uh, I started my first project Uh, back in 97, and part of the training uh, included a series of rotations in various departments, uh, which included safety, uh, estimating, and project management. So my first rotation was to work as a safety representative at a steel mill company uh, for a project that my company had a contract with, Um, Mm -hmm. and the majority of the male construction workers thought um, I was initially hired on as a secretary or an admin assistant because it was probably rare or unusual for them to see females working uh, in other roles or positions in the construction industry. Um, at the time, I thought it was a bit frustrating to know that uh, that was the initial thought process um, because I knew that there was that level of social awareness that I would continue to face because being that I, I was young at the time, um, I'm, uh-huh. I'm an African-American and I'm a female in a male-dominated field. Even though these things uh, that I viewed as potential challenges with my career growth, I still try to remain optimistic because I knew at some point uh, this mindset or social awareness would eventually change over time. And the true focus would, would be on what you know, and not based on your gender, your race, or age. And based off of that, you know, now that we're in year 2021, I think that over the years, um, I've gained respect with my, my peers and fellow coworkers. And I'm actually at a point in my career where I do not, you know, have to continue to prove myself um, now that I have more than right. 20 plus years in the construction industry. And I've shown people that, that I've worked with what I know. So it's a good thing because the focus is not on who you are or what you look like, but what you know. That's quite a progress. Yeah, it is. There, there still will continue to be some challenges, but I'm proud to be a working woman in, in the construction industry in this year. So it, it's definitely a good thing. And what attracted you to the construction industry in the first place? Not only has construction historically been predominantly male, as you said, but it's also quite a challenging industry to work in for anyone. Yeah, it is. Um, Actually, like I said, I was still kind of undecided with my career path. I was really good in math and science. Um, I even went to a camp at Ball State University my sophomore year in high school, um, which focused on students who were really interested in science and technology. So initially, my plan was to pursue electrical engineering at Purdue University Uh um, once I graduated high school. So my freshman year at Purdue, I started taking all the prerequisite courses required for electrical engineering. Um, Then at that time, I I actually realized that this may not be what I really was, you know, (laughs) interested in after all. Uh, So uh, a friend of mine at Purdue, who I was taking a class with, um, referred me to the construction 
engineering and management program and told me that as part of the curriculum, you could work internships because it was required and it would give you an opportunity to gain um, some hands-on experience and kind of figure mm-hmm. out if this is something that you should, that I truly wanted to do. Um, actually, I took her advice and I ended up liking the program and uh, that's why I'm currently working in the construction industry today. Nothing compares to having a hands-on experience. The theory is, is one thing. And then when you go to a construction site, is there, there's a whole new thing over there. You know, absolutely. Um, because uh, part of it is, is that you want to get outside application uh, so that you can truly understand what, what you're doing. You know, to have that hands-on, it was a good thing for me because I was like, you know, once I start to dive into it and see... Uh, the everyday uh, outside applications, it was a truly good experience for me. And what skill sets do women bring to the construction industry? Why are they valuable to this industry? I mean, I can't say that, you know, there's necessarily a skill set that women have or that men have exclusively, but I will say that being detailed and organized in this industry is a must-have in order to be successful. And I consider myself having both of these characteristics. Um, you have to be able to communicate effectively um, because being a project manager means you're responsible for managing multiple tasks and delegating assignments as needed to the project team members. For example, uh, managing your time is, is, is always a challenge. And I, I constantly tell my, my team, you know, keep a task list and set target completion dates. Um, that way you can just kind of cross everything off and keep it moving and, and you don't feel overwhelmed. And uh, staying focused on, um, you know, if there's a problem that that may arise, I'm a strong advocate for getting all the parties in one room or on a call to discuss uh, issues and trying to come up with resolutions. Um, because there's been numerous times when someone would come to me with a problem, whether it be, you know, not getting answers from a developer or the architectural mm-hmm. design team, um, or it could be just even just with their fellow coworker. It seemed to work best when you got all parties involved. Uh, getting them all in one room uh, just to hash it out. So that was uh, one of the things that's worked for me. And what obstacles do women face when it comes to to working in construction? Do they have adequate training? Uh, is there any unconscious gender bias that's that's still ongoing? Well, I, I can just only go by examples. Uh, for me, uh, one of the obstacles that I faced working in this industry was just you know, sometimes being in a meeting um, when you're the only female in that meeting and it's all males and just, you know, uh, them acknowledging your opinion because, you know, it is uh, still quite a male-dominated industry. And sometimes it's, you know, it's to the point, it's hard to be heard and getting them to allow you to uh, acknowledge the things that you know, it can be somewhat of an obstacle and challenging. So, when I'm in that particular situation, I pretty much just stand my ground and say, hey, guys, you know, this is, this is what I think. This is how I think we, we should proceed. Or if I've had instances where, you know, sometimes people will, you know, talk over you and I say, hey, are, are you finished? Can I, can I complete what I was about to say or finish what I was about to say? And, and it's usually worked for the most part, but as I said before, it, it's still a challenge and it will continue to be a challenge, but um, I can just only follow uh, what I know and uh, continue to do what I do. You must have had many opportunities where you've had to manage male teams. Were they 
uncomfortable with your authority? Um, yeah, I've, I've had to uh, manage a male teams. You have some people that may disrespect you and some that do respect you. Um, but at the end of the day, you're always going to have somebody that's going to have an issue with authority. The likelihood of a male being uncomfortable with my authority because I'm, I am a female, it, it is a, a possibility, but uh, I can't allow that to be my primary focus when I'm trying to get things done. Right. Um, you know, for example, I, I had a, a male assistant project manager who reported directly to me um, and a certain issue came up on the project and he actually went directly to the person that I reported to as opposed to coming <laughs> to me. And I said, hey, you know, uh, there is- You a, missed a step. You know, yeah, there's a chain of command protocol in, in, in all things that you do. And um, I, I'm a, I, I like to communicate and I think communication is key. So if, if there's an issue, let's talk about it, you know? Um, and we can try to work on trying to get the issue resolved. And if we still can't resolve it, then we can you know, take it to the next step. But I think that once I you know, called him out on it and we talked one-on-one, -on -one, he understood where I was coming from. And moving forward, um, we haven't had a problem since. Can you recall a moment when your credibility as a construction specialist was, was doubted? How did you react? Yeah, this was uh, when I first started working uh, mm -hmm. as a project engineer when I first, uh, after I graduated from college and it was my first job. And I was working on a project and my supervisor at the time I went on vacation and told me to follow up with completing some of the punch list work. I'm not sure if you know what a punch list is, but basically it's a list of items that the uh, owner's rep or the architectural team will put together for items that are not acceptable and requires additional work prior to turning over the project mm -hmm. to the owner. So when my boss came back from vacation, um, uh, he did not agree with some of the decisions that I made at the time to complete this work. And he actually yelled at me and uh, a discriminatory uh, remark slipped out. Uh, mm -hmm. I immediately reported this to uh, my, the HR department because I was trying to you know, just follow proper protocol. Um, Correct. A, a month later went by and Nothing really happened other than I did get an apology from my boss. Um, and then also the, the HR department told me that, you know, work was slowing down and that uh, this would be a good opportunity for me to start looking for other opportunities. I was like, wow. Wow. You know, Indeed. You know, I, yeah, I was somewhat disappointed, but I knew in the back of my mind, I knew that uh, I couldn't continue to work with a boss who, you know, who I felt had little respect for me. So I figured that, you know, this company was probably not a good fit for me and, and I needed to move on. And I'm, and I'm glad that I did. And what makes you move, move on, move forward at the end of a busy day on the construction side? You must have lots of busy days. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. And, you know, it's like this for me. Knowing at the end of the day, I made it home. My fellow co-workers made it home without any type of incidences on the project. And, you know, I can be home with my family. That's what keeps me moving and, and make, you know, at the end of a, a rough day where we had to troubleshoot different problems and, you know, you're in meetings all day, you're, your brain is just basically dead, you know, <laughs> and knowing that, you know, through all that, we made it through, nobody was hurt and I can come home to my family. But that's, that's what's key for me. Let's move on to the St. Regis project in, in Chicago. Tell us more about your, your role. I, I, I know the condo and hotel tower recently wrapped up construction and, and residents have been moving in. What exactly did you do there? What was your, your daily routine? 
Yeah, so it was, uh, as you know, the St. Regis, um, it's a uh, 96 stories, um, of which it was a mixed-use building of hotel and condos. And the, the way we set up the, the management teams, we had uh, teams for both the hotel and the condos. I was the uh, main project manager for the condos. Uh, there was uh, 375 typical condo units, and then we had mm-hmm. 21 uh, custom penthouse units. Um, but my overall daily routine was basically managing uh, the project schedule, uh, the budget, and coordination with all the, the trades that we had on site. We had over 100 subcontractors at some point on the project, and just managing, uh, troubleshooting some of the problems that would arise out in the field, various uh, coordination meetings with the subcontractors, coordination meetings with the design team, and also coordination meetings with the owner um, to make them aware of uh, any issues that would occur on the project and keep them update, um, like I said before, with the schedule and the budget. And that was my primary, uh, my primary role um, from the management side. What were the top challenges of the project and how did you overcome them? I'm, I'm thinking about the pandemic, the supply chain disruptions oh, and yeah. all that. It must have been hard. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Because um, nobody could predict that, right? Right. You know, uh, you know, construction can be challenging just, you know, because the, the size of this project, it was huge. Like I said, there was a lot of uh, different moving parts and pieces on the project. So to put the COVID pandemic in the mix, absolutely, was that had a huge impact with the completion of this project, primarily with, you know, just getting materials to finish the project. I mean, a lot of the materials that were specified uh, for the condo units were uh, custom finishes, and a lot of it was coming from overseas. So you, you saw the news where mm-hmm. we had various ports that were backed up. They couldn't get the ships off of the containers. So, yeah, it had a huge effect. So uh, one of the solutions uh, to kind of overcome this was, you know, trying to select alternate materials that were uh, available domestically. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that too is making sure that what we select was still would fall within budget because you know uh, when you have to select new things sometimes it might be more cost. So of course that was a challenge. That was a challenge there. Um, so um, and then you know you even had safety. You know uh, with that was new for everyone. I mean nobody right. has ever confronted this. Right, and just the implementation of the guidelines that were required by the CDC or the world. They were constantly changing. and Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, maintaining that social distancing and wearing the facial mask and making sure that the trade people that were working on the, on the, on the project, making sure that they were following those protocols and because it is a high rise building. Um, you have to figure out ways to get your labor force up the building, up in, in, in the elevator and still maintaining that social distancing, making sure that you have, uh, washing and washing stations at various locations throughout the building, making sure you have proper signage, identifying areas that people can enter and not enter. So it was a huge, huge, COVID had a huge impact on how we uh, move forward with the completion of this project. So uh, it, it definitely was a challenge, but we were able to get through it. Um, like I said, communication is definitely key. I mean, our superintendent, our, our you know, work with our the field personnel uh, on the job site and the various foremen uh, to to make it happen, and um, it worked well. 
and we were in just in constant communication. How did so many female specialists get to work on the St. Regis Chicago construction project? It's not every day that, that one can see such a big team of women on a construction site. How many were you? Oh, from the design, <laughs> from the, so from the architectural design team, there was probably five there. Uh, from the uh, project management field personnel, there was probably 10 of us. So we had anywhere from, anywhere from 15 to 20 people just on the management Uh, field staff. And then if you add to the trades people, uh, the subcontracting companies, uh, you had a lot of females that were working for, you know, electrical subcontractor, drywall subcontractor, tile, you name it, which is totally different than what I've seen in, in past years and in, in, in on other projects that I've worked on before. I'm not sure uh, why we had so many females on this project, but It could have been just who was available at the time that the project was getting established. But I got to say, in my 20 plus years in the industry, I've not, I've not seen this many people on, on, a, on a pro so many females on a project okay. before. So it was, it was very good to see. It was good to see it. And do you feel like the construction industry is becoming more diverse and more welcoming to women? Do you see any progress when it comes to gender diversity on construction sites? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I mean, St. Regis, um, you know, we had a lot of females that were in uh, management positions and not only just females, but just from a, a race perspective, you know, you had, you know, Blacks, you had Hispanics, you had, you know, Asian. I mean, you had all different ethnic groups that were um, females that were part of this project. And it, it was nice to see that our male counterparts worked with us very well on the project. And, and valued our opinion. And what's next for you in 2022? Where, where to next? What, what's your next project in 2022? Yeah, I'm actually um, getting started with this other project. Um, it's in the Bronzeville district. It's an uh, apartment. Uh, it's a, just a 10-story building. Uh, it's got 99 units. So we're actually about to break ground this month. So we're getting geared up for that. So It's a little bit refreshing because, you know, like I said, you know, the St. Regis project was a very, very challenging project. So um, hopefully I can get a little breather on <laughs> this one because it's a little bit more small scale. But I'm excited um, because, like I said, it's, it's going to be located in the uh, historical Bronzeville district area. So I, I think it'll be a, a cool project to work on. Thank you, Melissa. Good luck with the, your new project. And, and thank you for sharing all these comments and, and thoughts. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad that you had me on, on for this discussion. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you, everyone, for listening and enjoy the holiday season. Mm -hmm.